And what I've been talking about here in the last three weeks, I've been talking about practical. That's what I've been talking about. Spiritual blessings. That's where we're going today. Part three. Spiritual blessings. But I'm saying all of this to say to you about where we're going. So open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. And I want to look at verse 9. Verse 10. Hmm. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9. And I'm going to talk on some, I'm going I'm I'm to use some big words today that I hopefully I can break down. All right? For you to understand. He says, he made known to us the mystery of, of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him. Here's the language. And with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of times, that is the summing up of all things in Christ. Things what? In heavens, in the heavens, and things where? It, on the what? On the earth. And lastly, he says what? In him. I want to talk about this morning, spiritual blessings, part three. This Christian life. Um, is full of. complicated terms that the average believer if not mature will read over certain passages for instance the passage I just read <laughs> he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in us, in him, with a view to administration suitable to the fullness of times, that is the summing up of all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth in him. What does that mean to you? You see, I believe that most Christians, they lack information understanding, interpretation of the passage of the Bible in light of a correct context. I believe that we live in a day today where people want to give you practicality without correct interpretation. You see, 
we live in a day where we are, in a sense, biblically illiterate. It never used to be like that. It used to be that the church was the pillar and supporter of truth. You went to church so that you can understand truth. And that truth was broken down in such a way that a little child can walk out of here and say, oh, I understood what I heard. But over the times... Things change. And things change so bad that today people are not interested in preaching per se as they are a motivational message that can encourage you and motivate you to bigger things. But the interpretation of scripture is left out. Men are teaching worldly wisdom in the pulpit today. Men are getting in this pulpit today and they are taking up causes. The Me Too cause. Come on, somebody. All these different things, but they're leaving the word behind. Today, I want to give you four spiritual blessings that you can come to appreciate, and I hope that you can start using it. Last week, a couple weeks back, I told you you had the blessed spiritual blessing of redemption, the spiritual blessing of being forgiven of our sins. I, saw, I spoke to you about grace. Karam Deo. The grace that we live in the presence of God and Karam Mundo, the grace that we live before people. I told you that we have this. And I also told you that we have the spiritual blessings of abundance. That God, what the song they just sang, big, God wants to give you an abundance. Of spiritual blessings. He wants to overflow your cup. But it's important that you don't have an earthly mind while trying to use heavenly blessings. How amazing God is. That what he did for us, we could never do for ourselves. And the interesting part of the blessings that God has given us is we can't pay him back. So, in other words, we owe. Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. He says, I owe God. I owe God. Paul changes categories now in Ephesians chapter 1. He went from what God did to us and for us and now he begins to unveil and uncover future blessings. Watch this. Paul is taking us 
on a journey in a different category. I want you to write it down. And that category that he's about to talk to us about as spiritual blessing is called eschatology. Eschatology. E-S-C-H-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y. And the word eschatology means the study of last things or things to come. Tell your neighbor passages following the path. Let's say the word together. Come on, kids. Come on, kids. And what is eschatology? Give God a hand clap praise. We are learning, church. The study of what? Last things to come. Tupac said we were living hell on earth. He's wrong. His eschatology was wrong. It ain't time for that yet. And sometimes you wake up and you're thinking you're living what? <laughs> you with me? Your circumstance doesn't change the timeline. God has a timeline. We are living in this timeline. Watch this. And we have a future awaiting us. Here, here's what I want to say. Here's what I'm saying. That alone should give you hope. Hope for those who are without hope. Joy for those who need it because God is about to open up your mind and your heart this morning and reveal to us things. See, I used to wake up, man, with no hope. I used to wake up wishing that it was yesterday. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. <laughs> I used to wake up having no clue what's going to happen tomorrow. None of us know what's going to happen tomorrow, but God in his wisdom for the believer, he gives you insight into it. I'm trying to help somebody. We don't know about tomorrow, but what we do know as believers, you ready for this? Christ is coming back. I read something. I read when Stephen was stoned to death, the Bible says that he gazed up and he saw Jesus at the right hand of God. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. Here's what I'm trying to say. That is an eyewitness that when he ascended from Mount Olive, come on somebody, and he ascended to heaven, that he went to where he said he was going. I don't know if this brings you joy today, but here's what gives me joy. The fact that I know that Jesus is where he says he was going to be. And also the Bible says that because he sits at the right hand of the Father, I can appeal to him through prayer. Tell your neighbor, spiritual blessing. Hope. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my outlook because I understand what's about to come. And I want you in that frame of mind. I want you to be in that frame of mind that there's things to come. 
that there is something that's coming after this, that you can wake up tomorrow morning and say better days are coming because my Lord and Savior is going to return and perhaps today. So what are these spiritual blessings, Pastor? Well, how you, let's break it down. Let's go to it. Verse 9. He says, he made known to who? To who? But notice when he made known to us, what he made known to us. What did he make known to us? I'll tell you in a minute. Watch this. When did he do it? After he what? Redeemed us. After he saved us, after he forgave us of our sins. Listen, after you received all those spiritual blessings, he says now he what? Made known to us the what? Mystery. Of what? His. Write this down. First spiritual blessing. You ready? You ready for this? The spiritual blessing of revelation. What was hidden has been revealed. The word mystery means something previously hidden, hidden truth that's being unveiled by God. God has unveiled his Bible, the Bible to you. God has given us revelation that we could read. Listen, before I was a believer, the only book I could read in this Bible is Psalm 27. I didn't understand anything anything in this book. How many of you in the same boat, but was in the same boat? How many of you now that you're saved, you can read it, and you can understand it, and you can say, thank you, God, for what? Revelation. What Paul is saying is that after you get saved, God reveals in this verse that his ultimate purpose is redemption and to bring all things that was hidden in the past to the Old Testament saints to you. Oh, I'm glad I got revelation. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that when I don't know what to do, I'm telling you, when my back's against the wall, all I can do is open, I just, I just open it up. And wherever I open it up, it speaks to me because I have the spiritual blessing of what? Revelation. So many believers have revelation, but they never use it. They never use it because they don't read this. Because the devil has convinced them, you don't need to read that. Don't pick that up. You know, scroll Facebook, do this, do that. But if you were to pick up the word of God and say, God, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. Thank you that you have taken the mystery away. And now you have revealed to me what your plan is ultimately. What kind of God would choose a man like me or like you, come on somebody, to reveal anything to. What did I do to deserve this revelation? Well, here's the thing. There comes a responsibility with revelation because Paul says that God revealed to him so much that, watch this now, that God gave him a thorn in the flesh. You wonder why you're going through? Maybe it's because of the revelation that God is, has given you. Y'all with me? Paul says, Paul says, God gave him a thorn in the flesh to buffet him, to keep him humble. Because let me tell you something. If you really take this Bible seriously, because you have the spiritual blessings, you will begin to grow as a giant in God's kingdom. 
you will begin to stand strong and firm. You will begin to build your house not on the sand, but on the right foundation. Revelation means that what was hidden from the past generation has been revealed to us. Aren't you glad? There's a blessing here. You know why? Because it gives you hope. He only did it because of his kindness too. So many believers are not able to grasp something divine. But you and I are able to grasp what ages before us could not grasp. Today, you and I have the ability to understand and apply God's word. So the first spiritual blessing that you get with eschatology is what? Revelation. Thank God for revelation. Thank God for inspiration. Thank God for illumination. Because it's the Holy Spirit that illuminates the word. See, when you read this Bible and starts making sense, it ain't because you did it. It's because the Holy Spirit is in you and you can now read through it try it. Why do you think Satan don't want you to pick it up? Because he knows the moment you start getting insight, come on somebody, you're going to alter your destiny and you're going to start living differently because of what God is revealing to you now. Come on and say amen. He says, he says, verse 10, he made known the mystery, what else? According to his will, Right? According to what? His kind what? Intention which he purposed what? In him. Right? He says, he says, uh, verse 10, he says, and with a view to what? To an administration uh -huh, suitable, there's two words here, to the fullness of time. So let's break it down. Number one, that administration, that word administration is the word dispensation. And the word dispensation, it means this. It means that God, it, all the word means is God ruling at a particular time. Differently from Adam all the way to where we are now. We are in the dispensation of grace. We're in the church age right now. All right, we're no longer under the law, we're under grace. Revelation, ask God for revelation. That may have been deep, but ask God for revelation. Ready? Dispensation means what? Rule of time. And we, what dispensation are we in right now? Grace. The age of what? Church, the church. So here's, here's what he says next. He says, then he says, then he talks about the fullness of what? Time. The fullness of time. Now, the fullness of time there has to do with the same word, dispensation. So, administration and dispensation means that God is ruling at a particular time in a particular way. How he dealt with Adam, was that was the age of innocence. Got it? Then he moved on to Moses, and then we have the age of the law. Got it? And we move on further. Now, when we get down to the age of grace and the church age, 
what God is revealing to you as a spiritual blessing and I, he's now sharing with us what's to come next. Now, so what's the second spiritual blessing? You ready? The spiritual blessing is a long one of revelation of the return of Christ and the rapture of his saints. The revelation of what? The return of Christ. That is where he says, and with view to administration suitable to the fullness of time, he's pointing us to the return of Jesus Christ and the rapture of the saints. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He's pointing us to a time where we will all be under his leadership all the time. Galatians 4.4, Paul tells us that when the fullness of time has come, a very similar phrase, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law, that's the age of law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. Follow me? Ephesians 1.10 says that Paul says God will bring his plan of redemption, watch this, to its ultimate conclusion in the fullness of time. In the original language, the word means at a decisive moment. The fullness of time, at, it, it means a decisive moment in God's all-wise, all-eternal plan where he will come back and rule on earth with us. I'm going to say it one more time. The spiritual blessing of, of the revelation of the return, that's the administrative, the administration of the fullness of time. That administration of the fullness of time is the time when Jesus comes back to earth to rule. That's my next point. For a thousand years. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for, first of all, Jesus to, 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 for, to return, to rapture us up. We will go to heaven. We will stand before the bema seat of Christ. We will receive the rewards for what we've done here on earth. That's why you got to serve. Watch this now. This is revelation. Watch this. That's a spiritual blessing, y'all. Listen, don't live so earthly where you're forgetting what's to come. Kids, let me tell you something. Something about to happen. And the signs are pointing us to the return of Jesus Christ. So watch this. We got the revelation, but we also got the revelation that he's returning. The mystery is he's coming back. And he's coming back for you. I'm going to say it one more time. He's coming back for you. He's coming back for you. And if you die before he comes, you will go to heaven. But if you just don't happen to die before he comes back, you will be raptured. Come on, somebody. You will go before his presence. You will stand before him. And you will give an account for what you have done on earth. But you will also glorify him. You will also worship him. And then right after that, right after that period, there will be a, what, when you're in heaven at that point, there will be seven years of hell on earth. 
There will be seven years of torment and seven years of torture, seven years of pain like you've never seen it before. As a matter of fact, the Antichrist and Satan will be cut loose to have their way. Tell you never, pastor just going where the text is taking him. That's all I'm doing. The text is taking me here. Watch this. When we're in heaven being, being, being rewarded, watch this. These people on earth who have not accepted Christ, guess what they're going to be going through? Hell on earth. Tupac be right there. And then, right at the end of that seven years, God's going to cut it short a little bit because of those who accept Christ during that seven years. Watch this. Watch this. And then here we come with Jesus on earth. Write this down. Revelation 20. Read it when you get home. Read it. Revelation 20. Watch this. My next point. Let me get to it. You ready? That'll be 10B. That'll be 10B. Watch this. That is the summing up of all things in Christ. Things what? In heaven and things what? On earth, on earth. Stay right there. On earth. So here's the next point. Here's the next point. The spiritual blessing, you ready? Of Christ ruling on the earth forever. The spiritual blessing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Man, listen, I wish, boy, I wish I had to jump into it. Watch. Can you imagine that we're going to be here with Jesus? With our glorified bodies? You know your body's no longer going to have sin in it. You'll be able to walk through that wall and walk out on the street. That's how powerful your body's going to be. You're going to have a, what's called a glorified body. I'm trying to point you to hope. I'm trying to point you to a future. I'm trying to get you to stop thinking about what you're going through right now. You got sickness in your body. You got problems all in your life. But if you could just for a moment just look past it and realize that today he can come back. He did not give us a day. He did not give us an hour. He did not give us a second. But it can happen right now. The question is, are you living as if you have that revelation? That he's coming back. Watch this. Watch this. 1,000 years. Watch this. Satan will be locked up. No Satan. I'm going to say it one more time. You can't, when you mess up, you can't say Satan made me do it. So you get it? Here we go. You ready? Ready for Revelation? What's to happen first? The rapture. Got it? We're going to be where? Before the Bama seat. What are we going to be doing? We're going to be receiving what? Rewards. For everything you do here on earth right now. Watch where I'm going with this. What happens next? The return. What's going to happen at the return? Satan. Locked up for what? A thousand years. He'll be let loose at the very end to discipline those who go wrong during that thousand years. God uses Satan. Watch this. One thousand years. God is going to be using you to do this. God's going to put you over cities. God's going to give you a job. God's going God's to put you over certain things. He's going to be setting up his, his system right here on earth, right? For one thousand years. Then he's going to let Satan loose. And it's going to be serious. We're going to be here with them, though. Watch this. And then comes the end. 
Here's what the end is going to look like. The end is going to look like this. Those who never accepted Christ. Those who refuse to believe. Those who don't appreciate the spiritual blessings that they have now. I feel like Noah, man. I, it's going to rain, y'all. It's going to rain. I feel like I'm prophesying to you today that something amazing is about to happen. I believe we're close. What do you think the pandemic is all about? Come on, somebody. Earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars. Come on. Things are happening around us, but you got to be ready because you have the blessing of what? Revelation. Watch this. Watch this. Christ ruling. Future things. Revelations 20 says, and he threw him into the abyss and shut it in and sealed it over him so that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were complete. After these things, he must be released for a short time. At that time, God is setting up a perfect government. The government will be administered with us Christ ruling on earth, and he's going to be our president. If I could just put it like that. At the thousand years, Satan will be released from his prison and allowed to go out and deceive the inhabitants in the, it's called, now that dispensation is called the millennial kingdom. The millennial kingdom. He reveals this to us. The times to come. Where there'll be no more crying, no more sin, no more Satan. Come on, somebody. No more curse. Come on, somebody. No more gratifying the flesh. But we will be here with him. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you're part of God's blessings? Aren't you glad that your spiritual blessings not only includes inheritance, but this is the reason why you got to make sure your kids know Jesus. That's why you got to make sure your mama know Jesus. This is why you got to make sure your friends know Jesus. This is why you got to know Jesus. Because he says in him, the last spiritual blessing you have is a spirit, the spiritual blessing of a new identity. If we have a new identity, we have been regened. We have revelation. We have inspiration. We have illumination. And guess what we have? We have insight. He said you have all in, in him God has revealed to you and I what's to come next. The rapture. The return of Christ first. The rapture. The Bible said the trumpet would sound. Now, if you hear that strange sound, we ain't taking our clothes, by the way. Yep. We'll have glorified bodies. And I'm talking about superhuman powers. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about stuff out of this world. You know, Batman and Superman, can't, all them action figures I got in my wall up there, it can't count to what we'll have. But you say, Pastor, how, how does that affect me now? How does that look right now? You got hope to wake up tomorrow. You don't want your kids in that seven years of tribulation. 
That seven years of tribulation is going to be so deep. Parents, grandparents, it's so important that you tell your children, grandchildren, family members, because you have the revelation now what's to come. What's coming? The return of Jesus. Now, let me say this. Let me give some hope to some people. Now, when we rapture up, some of you may still be here. The only way you will be here is if you never really believed in your heart. Here's the thing. It's not based on how good a church member you was. It only matters about how much you really believed. Did you really believe Jesus? And when you stand before his presence, he will, he's going to pour out those blessings on you so that you can live during that thousand years. Yeah, I know you're suffering right now. I know you're going through hardship right now. But can I tell you something? The reason you're going through some of that stuff is because of what has been revealed to you. But also because Satan knows what, how come Satan knows more about what's coming than you? Satan's life story has already been written. He will be locked up for a thousand years. That's some time, man. It's already written. But you and I will reign, will rejoice, will have peace, will have joy, will have everything we ever wanted. Everything we ever desired, and that is the one thing, is to bring glory to our Lord. You see, it's like going to a play. And sitting there with the curtains closed, waiting for the performance. And then watching the curtain open to reveal what was behind the scenes. Can I tell you what Satan wants our church to do? Yeah, don't focus on future things. Don't, 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 yeah, worry about this thing you're going through right now. Worry about that stuff. Worry about these menial stuff. But listen, he cannot do anything about your future because it's already sealed. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Now, it's up to you, though. What type of rewards you want? If you go to New York and you go to a play, they got what's called a show bill. There, there where when you open to read it, it tells you all about that play. But you're waiting for the curtain to open. Well, God has given you his show bill. And he wants you to open it up and read it. Now, if you keep reading about what the play is going to be like and you don't stay long enough to see the play, then what was the point of you reading the show bill? 
And some don't have the patience to wait. And some will not wait. And some will not serve. And some will not truly get rewards. They'll get in. But they won't get no rewards. Can you imagine receiving a reward from your heavenly father? If he blesses you now, what do you think he's going to give you in heaven? Give God a hand clap.